I fought like crazy uh, at the bottom of that pile for a long time. And I, I, tr I truly believe I caught just as much as whoever else had their hands on it. And so I went out one night, um, you know, in Ballard or I don't know, Red Door, where, wherever we went and came back and <laughs> Ooh. What's Ooh, that smell? <laughs> them, them, them donuts smell good. I was not coming back to the Seahawks because uh, Ashton, Russell's wife at the time, had an affair with me, which was. Before we get started, we got our first sponsor. Shout out to Manscaped. <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait. So that's Manscaped. And I see you got a nice, fresh cut. Yeah, absolutely. You, you're looking good. You can trim yourself up, do your mustache. Right. Do what you're supposed to do, you know what I mean? What, 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 no, no, what you're what you supposed to do. What what's the, what, mandatory? And what's, what's, what's that? What's that? The way you want your woman coming to bed, fellas, come to bed the same way, if you know what I mean. So, so, so wait a minute. Hold on. In front of the world, right now, you just admitted... That I, I told you you look good here, and then you said be universal, so you using those clippers for down there and up there. You come to KJ's crib, you just want to cut Cliff. You just want to cut. He gonna <laughs> cut. Don't he gonna, on my face, he gonna cut you with the same <laughs> clippers that he hit you with down there, and you he, hit you up there. He ain't getting covered. He's only me. <laughs> okay. okay. And the way I, the way I, you know what I'm saying. Don't, hey. don't do your kids like that either, man. Don't be trying to use the same thing. With I'm you. not. I'm not. I'm not. So the man, so the manscape keep you right. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Stay fresh. Stay clean. Mm. Manscape. And make sure y'all use a promo code for this. KJ20, 20% off, free shipping. Manscape. Appreciate y'all. This is what I wanted to start with. I want to start with something that I tell everybody about you. And here's another one. You are the yak king of all time. Ain't nobody Ooh. better. I'm talking about video game like. <laughs> and if somebody's listening right now, go pull up the tape. Prove me wrong. How in the hell was you able to do that your whole career? For me, my mentality always was anytime I touch the ball, it's a chance to do something special with it. And I didn't care if it was punt return. When I was young, I didn't care if it was punt return, kick return, receiver, reverses, running back. In my mind, when I was young and, like, you couldn't, I was indestructible and I felt like that, I was trying to score every time I touched the ball. Because, one, in Seattle, we was a run-heavy team, first off. We knew he was going to mm -hmm. run the dang ball 30 mm -hmm. times. And we had, a you know, a couple tight ends, three, four uh, receivers that we like to spread the ball to. So, hell, I didn't know if I was going to get <laughs> two catches or Take advantage five of your catches. Take advantage of y'all. when they come to you, you're best to do something with it, good boy. <laughs> and so, I shoot. <laughs> That's, that was hey, my mentality because so like, I don't me, know when nothing's coming. Let <laughs> me ask you, what's your mentality as a wide receiver? This is Coach Carroll's philosophy. We're going to run the ball. We're going to play great defense. And wide receivers, you pick up the rest of the crumbs. What's your mentality going into the weekend and going to the games? Like, how am I going to eat today? You know, uh, you didn't really know. And, like, you try to gauge it based off the plays that they had lined up for you. And, and the, the play action, you know, we had to maximize play action pass because we knew that's when we was going to probably get single mm -hmm. high. And that's when you guys to make something happen. And you better hope Russ sees you because if he don't see see you, he probably going to take off running, which was <laughs> just as good a lot of the times. And so yeah. I just, you know, we were all young, man. Me, Doug, Jermaine, uh, Sid, you know, we just – Mm -hmm. We wanted to win. We wanted to win, and we knew that we had a really good 
offense uh, and an extraordinary good run offense and a really good defense. And we we just always knew, like, all right, well, our defense is going to hold it down. So we, we're completely okay with punting the ball. We are completely mm-hmm. okay because, in fact, we might punt it down to the opposite 20 and the defense might get it back for us two plays later because everything's about the ball. Right, right. Everything's right, about right. the ball. <laughs> and so – we we just we just we had a very un, you had to have an unselfish mentality and we were all young. I was just happy to be you know at that point I was happy to be playing pro football and finally yeah, starting my third yeah. year and getting a chance to like do you know do me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know it became a reality that damn we good enough to win a Super Bowl. Oh yeah, oh yeah. When you hold on, Golden. When you said everything's about the ball, you said it twice. I felt KJ's energy. Is that all y'all heard ever? Is that is that really in, ingrained in your mind? Yes, man. Yes. <laughs> yes. Explain. I'm about Explain. It, for, forever. I'm talking about it was the same few little phrases over and over and over that were correct. But I, I honestly felt like I was just, I don't want to say brainwashed in a bad way because I, I was just young, but it was just like, Everything's about the ball. You you were brainwashed. It's either it's <laughs> you were you were brainwashed. Russell Russell Coon will definitely confirm that comment too. <laughs> uh, but it was you know it was, it was all about the ball and everything is a championship mentality and it's either you're what competing or you're not. Those are kind of the things and like for me as a young a young cat. Competing was my thing. I thrived in competition. Like, my favorite periods were when we were out there against the defense. I hated I going against the scout team because it wasn't <laughs> the real deal. I wanted to see BB and Sher and Max every single play. I, I wanted to see them because I knew if I could beat them dudes, oh, whoever these dudes I'm, showing, I'm, I'm seeing, they can't, they can't hold me. And, bro, you talk about Coach Carroll, bro. What did, what did Pete mean personally to you as an athlete? But really, to your development, like as a ball player, like how much did Coach Carroll mean to you when you first came on the scene as a rookie, until your last game when you left in your in your fourth season? Look, I will forever speak very highly of Pete and Snyder because them dudes were extremely patient with me. Like I came into this league not polished by any means. I was dang near just a running back. I'd only been playing receiver for what, three seasons, and I was just in college, and I was a knucklehead, as everyone knew, uh, and they were patient with me, man. I mean, my first year, I got drafted in the second round, 60th overall pick, and didn't dress the first game of my rookie season, bro, against the Cardinals at oh, I know this. CenturyLink. Bro, oh, I mean... <laughs> I w- wait, hey, hey, Golden, check this out. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought that up. I tell everybody all the time, I was standing with you when you went into Mo's office to talk about how am I not dressed for the first game? Take us back to that time period. What is going through your mind when you are not dressing your first game of your rookie year? You know, I can't even, thankfully I had a long career where that was only a minor detail of it, but I, I honestly could not figure it out. And, but I think it was my lack of maturity because mm. I knew athletically I felt like I was the most gifted receiver on the field. And I would see whoever you on our team go out there and make, you know, run routes, make plays. And I was like, dude, I'm better than him. He can't do what I do. Mm. But, but NFL football is more than just your athleticism. It's, mm. it's, it's playing the game, which I didn't know how to play the game 
at a young age, I was just like, okay, I'm a 21 year old kid that just got paid. I'm a su- I'm super athletic. I really don't need to, I can eat Wendy's all the time. I really don't need <laughs> massages. Uh, I can run because I can fake it. And I, I, you throw me a deep ball, I'm going to go get it. Point blank in the story. Now you might have to tell me, all right, Gold, you have a go here or you have a slant here or you have a hook here. And I was very, very wrong. I just thought my way was the mm. right way and that wasn't going to cut it in the mm. league. So I was, and, and also I had Jeremy Bates and uh, the, the quarterback coach Fish, who I, I think they hated me. The things they used to say to me, I felt like they would set me up to fail and they would just, they was on my ass about everything. I'm like, man, what? What'd they say to you? I can't, I can't remember because it just, you know, that was my first year. I mean, so that was, what, 15 years ago? So yeah. almost, so I, I can't remember. Just I just remember like, man, that was messed up. So hold up, Golden. You the second round pick of the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. You young, just got paid. Who is the mm-hmm. dude or the person that's breaking the news to you? Hey, this first game, you could be a healthy scratch. Shoot. Was it Pete? Was it Mo? I feel like it probably would have been Mo for me. Mm-hmm. I think it probably would have been Mo or I this I do remember this. I do remember this. I remember uh Matt Hasselback goes to talk to the media at some point and he like says he says something like, Hey, watch out for number eighty one. Like we got some stuff drawn up for him. And he like joked about it to me saying he said it, but he completely knew that I wasn't even going to dress. And it was just like, it was some BS. And so I'm like, really? I'm like, really? And it's like week one, you know, I don't know what to expect as far as a practice week. I'm like, man, that doesn't make any sense because I don't have anything dialed up for me. I'm not even like doing anything with the ones, but hey, if I get, if I can get in there and get two goal balls, I'm happy. Man, look, hey, number 81, um, follow so-and-so you're going to be up in the suite this game and i stopped there with an attitude boy it, it, my attitude was so bad that i was like hoping that we lost <laughs> I, was like, Man, I hope we lose i hope we lose i was like i was sensitive i was mad i was bitter i'm like i'm a second round pick how i ain't playing but fast forward look i was immature i was i cared about more about eating donuts and 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 going to uh, the, the pool hall and, and any any particular any particular donuts, Golden. You know the irresistible <laughs> ones. <laughs> I, Golden man, we was hey, trying you, we was yeah. trying to go this whole we, time. We just go slam dunk this. We're real not quick. even if if you want to bring that up. What the hell happened? I mean, you and I <laughs> talked about it, but I don't remember what happened with top pot donuts. First off, y'all was not finna go this whole podcast and not hint at it or get into it. So don't sit here and cap, bruh. Don't play me that before. I want to know the name. I, I can read between lines, but Fair. I'm just going to get out the way. Look. I mean, he been being watching, immature. Golden been watching. Golden, he been Golden, watching. Golden know we going to talk about something. Oh, yeah. I already know. But, but that's what I like. I like it. Y'all going to be 100 100p. We got a lot of stuff we're going to cover, I'm sure. But anyway, so look, I get on. I'm fresh. I'm fresh into Seattle. Second round draft pick. Not rocking this nice, shiny, light-skinned, bald head. Shopping at Express. You know, I got all the little button downs with the roller sleeves. I'm feeling good. Looking great. And I live in Washington Square, which, you know, I was on the 16th floor. And this place called Top Hot Donuts was 
at the main level. You could not miss him. And so I went out one night, um, you know, in Ballard or I don't know, Red Door, where, wherever we went, and came back and. <laughs> Ooh. What's Ooh, that smell? <laughs> them, them, them donuts smell good. And so I go into, you know, key car go in. I'm like, I'm like a zombie. I just, I'm migrating to this, to these donuts. And so I ended up, you know, I found like, I, I knew the back door and I was with a homie. There was a back door um, that I was able to go in and the donuts were sitting right there. And so I, I snagged like one or two of them. And ate him, but I, I was like, man, that was just way too easy. I'm going to go back and get a whole tray. Just being stupid. Being stupid, man. And so I go back in there and try to get a whole tray with this with this very hot pink express shirt on. And the lady cooked it up like, who is that? And so we'll say, what's up, goalie? He said, what's up? And so I go... So I get I get the uh, the tray and the lady like sees me. So my stupid self <laughs> runs over to like the front entrance where her keys are sitting in and take the keys out for some strange reason. And then you know I hear her calling the cops. So I run, I get out of there, run up to my room, and then I come back down and like the cops is there, and I'm like, oh man. But anyway, they end up just giving me like a warning and say, hey, you can't come here anymore. Like. You just, mm-hmm. you know, you're not, don't, don't be here and like you sober up or blah, blah, blah. All right, cool, cool. So nothing really happens. I get this citation and I'm like, oh, okay. Next, the next, me being silly and dumb, <laughs> me the next night I go out and as I'm walking back, like the lady had done something to me, she's in there again cooking. I flick her off. No. Dummy. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golden. So. <laughs> I mean, I just immature, man. I, well, I think I'm still at Notre Dame or something. I don't know. But anyway, so uh, you know, they it gets it now. It get, now it gets to the uh, now it gets to the people, the scouts oh, yeah. and, and everybody. And now oh, I get yeah. a call from a two hundred six number or four two five number. I don't know who it is. I, I answered, and I you just hear like a very firm like, "Hey, you need to come on up in here." And then they did what, what, like, "What the hell was you doing?" And I was just. Being immature, like I don't know, blah, blah, blah. like look, you need to stay away from there. Like, just stay away, and then next thing you know, I walk in the locker room, and yeah, it's hee hee ha ha. Like BT, what were you doing? And you know the donut thieves, and then you know Pete, you know, you know they're irresistible, which you know end up being an incredible play by him, marketing for Top Pie, and oh, also just I heard about that for me. I heard they market the yeah, hell man. out of it. Oh, oh yeah, I heard they should be, they should be paying the me. positive. They spent oh, that for the positive. Bro, they really? about the business. Please. They was about to go to business, I think. They was about to go out of business until that happened. And I think that might have saved it. Don't quote me, but I'm I feel pretty confident that oh, yeah. they were on their way out the door. Oh yeah. And so shout out to shout out to Golden Tape for that. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Golden Tape. For that. I could be wrong. We end up like long story short, fast forward, we end up doing deals with them and stuff. And you know, I walk in like our maple bars are irresistible, but don't break <laughs> in. And it was hee hee ha ha, whatever. So that was that that was that encounter. Okay, all right, so, so, so slow it down, slow it down, slow it down. So me, know, I wasn't there, but me knowing Coach Carroll, he wasn't too mad, he wasn't too angry, but he let you know how he felt. How, what was the aftermath? No suspension, no benching, no nothing? Everything was everything was cool? Well, I was already benched. You know, I didn't even dress the first <laughs> game. and we, You know, this is in April. I mean, I got there in April, and, you know, it was within a few weeks. Oh, I this was before being, the season started. 
Oh yeah, I, I mean I'm fresh on the scene. But anyway, you, you so know, this in the offseason. Yeah. You, hey, hey, Golden, you've said something a couple of times, and I want to take you. I don't know if you heard, but Red Bryant was on the show mm-hmm. recently. That was a good episode about it. That was a good uh, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Well, anyway, he told KJ and I something, and you keep referencing Notre Dame. He said that he would tell you, I don't want you playing like the Notre Dame. I want you to play like Nashville or Memphis. What, what, <laughs> I want you to play like Nashville out there. Tell us about that. Man, him and me, Bane, man. I used to, I was coming for, from a private school, man. And, you know, I just wanted to, I was from the country, so I knew what it was like to be country, but I almost kind of a little bit forgot what it was like to be deep South country and like being around me, Bane, and, and how he talk and how he act and just big and mean and but, but kept it a hundred with you all the time. And, yeah, big country. And he used to, he, he's like, hey, GT. Now I want you to run like you from Nashville, not that, not Notre Dame, not Notre Dame, but his country accent, but from Nashville. And I was like, I got you, big bro. And when I when I shoot, when I jumped and, and and took that step, I I flew, man. And you know, I just but we had so many dogs on our team. We had dogs, and I want to be one of them dogs. I knew like once once the ball got in my hand, I could be a dog. But them dudes is just. All y'all was full-fledged dogs, like, and, and, and the personalities just, I don't know how we didn't get, I don't know how we didn't have brawls every time we stepped on the field with all the personalities we had. I mean, we just had a lot of them. Yeah, and, bro, staying, staying in your wide receiver room, bro, tell me how special was the relationship between yourself, Go, um, Doug, Jermaine, Sydney. Bro, what was them dudes like? What was Jermaine like when he first came on the scene? What was Doug's leadership like? when he was leading you guys throughout your time in Seattle? So, start with, let's see, Doug came in first, right? Because he was he's older Doug's than... Doug's my class. Yeah, he's older than Kurt. Yeah, so he's older than Curse, right? Or is Curse? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, Kurt, yeah, Curse okay. is so, younger. So, Doug Curse came in... Yeah, 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 so Doug's older. So, Doug come in out of Stanford, and he, you know, I'm thinking, all right, second year... This is hopefully my year that I can get on the field and do my thing. And Doug come in, and this dude moves. He, he's smart. He he can move. He's elusive. His releases are nasty. And he 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 had that. He 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 was borderline arrogant, cocky, but very confident and angry. And and so, <laughs> as much as we want to love, I want to love Doug. He was taking my spot. And so I, I just, it, it eked me, man. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be my year. And Doug come in, he just, he knows the playbook. He's always in the right place. He's reliable. He's undrafted, which is a great story. And he just shines. And it's. Speak, speaking, <laughs> of shining. speaking of shining. So, speaking hey, of shining. Hey, what's his name? Right now. Right now. Go, this is Goalie the Fourth. Thank you. Goalie he, he, he the Fourth. This. Good on. Right now. We'll cut this part out. I'll call you. <laughs> no, don't cut it out. Uh-uh, that's good stuff. Leave it in. Leave it in. That's he, fine. he just did. That's he's like sweet. his daddy. <laughs> I, I gave I gave him that look. Like get out, get out. <laughs> and he know. Um, but anyway, so so Doug just came in and he just he did, did everything right and he shined, man. He just shined and I was a little bitter, but we were really good friends. And then Jermaine came in and we just that was my dog, man. We I'm talking about we was like. 
you could you was always gonna find us together. I'm talking about we was roommates mm-hmm. on the road. He had a his condo was right next to mine. And so he was after after we would get out of work and we'd be around each other all day. We get out of out of uh, work. We go to my house or his house and we play FIFA and he would smack me in FIFA for hours <laughs> and then we would you know, eventually we realized, oh, we should probably eat dinner and we would go to Chipotle or wherever or occasionally we would we would cook. Uh, I was dating Elise at the time. He was dating Marissa. So we was, mm-hmm. we, I remember, I never forget, we, are, <laughs> we decided we wanted to be cute and stuff and, and cook dinner for our girls and we call it <laughs> El Negro's. <laughs> we wrote out on computer paper. <laughs> we wrote out computer paper, bro, like the menu. <laughs> we the south. We had some cheesy bread, bro. It was just a, it was a piece of white bunny bread. Throw some butter on it. Uh, <laughs> and throw some some yellow cheese on it or the orange cheese. Wow. Throw it in the oven on broil, and boom. And that was what it was. With some cheese tortellini or something like that. And it was it was busting. Welcome, and, uh, welcome to, to, to this day when we get together. Yeah. So, I don't know, so before before this interview, I'm pulling out my phone right now. I'm in a group, uh, uh, chat group with uh, Jermaine and Doug. And by the way, Jermaine and I argue every morning, but he's not shocked at me telling everybody that. <laughs> but I ask, but I ask Doug Jermaine, what made Golden good? And I'll tell you what they said. Jermaine, this is what he says. His athleticism, ability to make plays, and most importantly, he was phenomenal at yak. And then there is uh, Doug commenting and Doug saying he had unbelievable ball tracking skills. I believe it was due to his baseball. Mm-hmm. So Sounds your peers right. had love for you, man. Oh, yeah. We was tight. We was tight knit, man. And plus, we we was the receiver group was it was almost like the underdogs of the team. Like, it's just like no one really wanted to show give us respect the way we deserved it. And we, we play with a chip on our shoulder. Um, and, you know, they would call us the pedestrian like receivers. And then we go out there and two of us might go for a hundred and, and a mm-hmm. tutty and, and getting a hundred in, in a Seattle Seahawks offense is not easy. Cause you might not, you might have to do that with four catches. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so we just, we, we had a chip on our shoulder, man. And we, we were I- prepped by arguably the best defense in my opinion, to potentially ever play the game, we mm-hmm. we got to see them every day. And if you ain't gaining confidence by going against them every day, you in the wrong sport, dog. But tell the truth, though. Doug and Jermaine tell me y'all used to give the uh, secondary fits and one-on-ones. I heard y'all used to give yeah. them the business. Talk about that. Yeah. yeah, it was a battle, dog. It was a battle. And we we was just all competitive. And we wanted to win. It's either, it's either uh, go another P. Carroll, it's either – you're getting better or you're getting worse. You're never staying the same. And we believed it. And so we we went out there to get it. It's look, look, I, I went out there, look, it's either you're going to embarrass me or I'm going to embarrass you. And I ain't trying to get embarrassed. And because we had that uh, every day, we was the highlights. There was highlights of the plays that people made. Somebody was on, somebody highlight was a low light for somebody. And I didn't want to <laughs> so be on was- that because I didn't want to have a red light. Looking at me with that stank face, like the Notre Dame shit. That Notre Dame shit. That's the life of Notre Dame. Give us, give us Chris a highlight Clemens. that you, Chris Clemens. 
the hell you doing? What the hell you doing, boy? Go ahead. <laughs> give us give us a highlight story. Give us a highlight story where you 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 went to work on somebody, or give us a highlight story where you was on the other end where you got embarrassed in a highlight. Oh man, look. <laughs> you didn't want to get you didn't want Brandon Brown's hands to get on you. He he already tall and he's strong. He's strong. And, <laughs> And, and he he a dog, so he get on you. You're not going nowhere. <laughs> you, he, clear, <laughs> and you did not want that. I'm talking about. But I, my number, my welcome to the NFL moment was when uh, Jordan uh, big play Babs. Uh, we go one on one. I'm like, he a safety pretty much. He can't guard me. He get up there and press me. Said Hut. I'm talking about. He pressed me so hard and so long that we just had to say stop. Let me do it again. Let me do it again. And I'm like, man, this is going to be on film. I'm about to be exposed. Like, come on, do it again. Do it again. And so that was kind of my moment. But you just knew you had to bring it. And then Sherm, Sherm was smart. He knew knew his strengths and he knew his weaknesses. And he was going to protect his weaknesses at all costs. And look, y'all boys up front was getting there. You you not you not about to get there and and sit back there. And I remember defense like sack 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 Mm -hmm. after three seconds. But Mm -hmm. to uh, you know me, I was a I was a go ball. um, I felt like I was a go ball king in in Seattle. Like I love me some go ball Mm -hmm. because I could just play like like they said I could play baseball. Like I would run just throw that thing up, and if Earl could get there. I was going to find a way because I, I just felt like the, for me to go ball, like I, I could jump. I was explosive. I had body control. I can stop on a dime. I, I was I, I was so confident with my hands. I could lay hands. I could do whatever. And I just felt like if I was a chance, I could get up under it. I could, I could manipulate defenses by stopping, jumping backwards and catching it like this or throwing them by, making a play. And then once I get the ball in my hand, it's, it's showtime now. And so – I. But honestly, I was just out there having fun, dog. People say I was a I was an asshole on the field, but I just had fun. Golden, let's fast forward a little bit. First of all, are you coming to the ten year reunion this year? Yeah. You be there? Bet, bet, bet. I'll make sure everybody comes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So boom, we have our Super Bowl win, big time parade. Everybody's happy, everybody's loving it. For you personally, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's it's contract time. Mm-hmm. It's contract time. What happens with Golden mm-hmm. Tate? Is Golden Tate coming back? Is Golden Tate leaving? Is he going to stay? Walk us into the conversations when you departed and went to the Detroit Lions. Y'all, I promise you, I did not, at the time, I did not want to leave Seattle. I knew that we were going to be good for a long time. I knew that there was a very high likelihood that we was about to run him back you know, go to the Super Bowl next year. And I just loved our team. I loved the facility. I love, I, lo- I love the city. I, I love 12th man. I love just, just everything about it. Um, and I really wanted to stay. Um, but I didn't think the numbers that they offer, they valued, valued me from what I did. And in my mind, I was like, okay, look, I, I balled out this year, helped win the Super Bowl. I was in the community doing a lot of things left and right. Like, you know, I was just doing doing a lot. I was doing a lot of good, I felt like. And I was thinking, you know, I'm looking – and the way I'm thinking, I'm looking at what Sidney Rice got when he when he signed. I'm looking at what Percy just got uh, when he signed. He got a 60 bag. And I'm thinking, all right, well, I just played 
through all injuries. I I felt like I was a leader on the offense. I felt like there was I was gonna be there. And then they sent me one offer that I was like, oh, I think I even said like in in the media that it was laughable. And mm. then um, Detroit came with something proper, and I couldn't I couldn't say no to it. And you know, I just kind of had to find a bright side. I was like, look, I'm about to go play with Matthew Stafford, who I think is a hell of a a player. Uh, I, I know Megatron gonna get all mm-hmm. the one teams. cornerbacks <laughs> and double teams. I'm be I'm sitting on the backside just eating, and sure enough, I went over there and just ate and had to sit back and watch Seattle and and the Legion of Boom just ball out and go to the Super Bowl. And it was another one of the moments where I was a little bit I was a little bit bitter. I never I was in London. I was in London, um, you know, doing an appearance when y'all were preparing for the for the Super Bowl and playing in it, and I was like rooting for my guys, but I was like, man, don't win, don't win. win. I could have, <laughs> I, I could have had another ring, and I'm just, I want my guys all to ball out, but, uh, but don't win. This is, this so, is hurting. Yeah. I know it's Golden. awful of me, you, but I mean, you, I wouldn't you, say you, don't win, but I was just like, I was like, okay, whatever. But, okay, I get it. I get you it. said you said that you you said you're bitter. And first of all, I, I appreciate you admitting that considering you went, you had a fantastic season. If I ain't looking at the stat sheet, but I know you had like 90 plus catches that first year, I believe. Pro Bowl. I mean, you you was killing it. Is it mm-hmm. bitter only towards like, I should still be in Seattle? Take us back. And there's a lot of things that's being talked about as you left. Can you dig into the bitterness? Uh. It was just like, it just kind of suddenly came to an end. It was like, we won a Super Bowl, and I'm thinking it's money time, and I don't really understand how it goes anyway in markets. I'm just looking at what other guys on our team have made. I'm thinking, okay, well, I've been more productive than Percy, who just got a 60 bag. I've been, I felt like I've been more productive than Sid, who got a 42 bag. And I'm like, all right, well, I should get something similar. Like, I'm not trying to break the bank because I want to win first and foremost. And you know, I, I think I even made a comment that, I, you know, I'm willing to take a hometown discount that was completely blown out of portion and used against me. And it just kind of, you know, then it was it was gone. And then untrue rumors started popping up, circulating uh, and issues that were never issues were just kind of floating. And then I said, you know, I just wasn't there. And then I get a call that it was time to, you know, that we had a very nice offer. And that was that I started, you know, I. Packed up my stuff and I was gone, shipped off to Detroit, and that, that was kind of that. It, it all happened so quickly that, you know, it's just you don't even get a chance to really digest it completely because it's just like, all right, I was just on, I was contract here, but I was on the team, and then down here, you're on Detroit. I was like, oh, oh, wow. So it's like, it just all happened so quickly. Mm-hmm. Golden, you got a, you got a, uh, a cup of water next to you? No. Oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking. Just wanted to see if you wow. needed a couple. I mean, I'll drink for him. You said something. Well, I need to get a shot or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I mean, you said untrue rumors and I'm ready for you to put this to bed right now, once and for all. Put which, to bed I mean, the, un, the untrue, I, I, the untrue, the untrue rumors that you just said. Oh, let me spell it out. Let me put to bed the the rumors of Golden Tate and someone else's spouse. Okay, so 
just so I can break it down simply to, because I feel like I, you know, you're guilty in, until proven innocent nowadays. Look, so there was rumor out there that I was not coming back to the Seahawks because uh, Ashton Russell's wife at the time had an affair with me, which was completely not true. In fact, my wife now and Ashton were best friend, best friends and still are really good friends. In fact, Ashton came to our wedding um, and, you know, Russell and I had had conversations about his future, you know, in regards to that. And so like when it, when I heard that, I thought it was kind of, I was like, oh, that's kind of, that's creative and kind of funny, but it picked up steam and I, ne I felt like I was never defended properly. And I was, you know, it, it kind of made me angry, angry because now like everyone's just coming at me completely sideways and I'm not being defended. And that's completely the farthest from the truth. And, you know, it was a whole big situation, which didn't, you know, I just felt like a scapegoat in a way. Um, you know, I've kind of, and I was bitter for years, y'all, years. I'm talking, it took me a few PAOs to, to really get through it. And I, you know, finally Christian. turned a corner. Yeah. The, the NFL Christian conference it took me, took me a while to get, get over that. And like, it's every time I, I saw Russell, I just, I would, I'd be so angry. Cause I was like, man, how, like, how would you let this happen? Like I used to, I used to let you come over to you know, my in-law's house and like for your, for your birthday and my birthday, and we would cook home cook meals for you and do this and that. And then you don't come to bat for me when something like this comes up and knowing it's the furthest from the truth, it, it just hurt. It really, really hurt. And so, you know, I, I, and it's getting picked up by entertainment news and bloggers. And I'm like, man, like, why, why? So it just, it was hurtful, but also short, like it did, not happen. It just it makes zero sense for it to have ever happened. Like contract, yeah, I'm, that's what I'm gonna go do. No, and on top of that, my my wife and Ashton are still really good friends. And and it sucks, Golden, because this is like a little stain on your name, on your character. And I don't know if you remember this, but I was with you like two days later. I was doing that autograph signing, and you just had like mm -hmm. this look of like disgust and disappointment. It's like, man, you see this this mm -hmm. shit that came. I was like, yeah, bro. And you was like, bro, this is some some bullshit. Had nothing to do with this. I can't believe this. And I so I was with you two days after that, that mess had came out. And, yeah, um, it was and, and for, and for you, yeah, for you not to have that opportunity to clear your name. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. Is there is there a reason that over the years that you did not definitively just come right out and just tell the world like, yo, I did not do that. Were you just trying to be just like, you know what? I'm just not going to talk about it. I'm going to move on with my life, my career. You got babies, you're married, you, you successful career. Is that how you were trying to handle it? Man, I just, I just kept waiting on it to just blow over. And, you know, I, I didn't want any, I, I, I actually did. I did do some like media, but the, just the media never put, my words out there and it was kind of weird. And it, so it was, and I was kind of just young, like ready to move forward. And I, I also wasn't like searching myself like on social media and really trying to read what they were saying. I was just trying to like be done with it. And, and I was texting Russ like, dude, like, come on, man, clear my name, say something. And he, you know, kind of didn't say much. And, you know, I just, 
I just wanted it to be over, man. I was like, man, I knew that wasn't true. So my belief and was all I needed at the time. But, you know, I get to Detroit and we play, uh, you know, we, we, we would play anyone in the NFC West who obviously knew the story and, and they were my wife or my girlfriend at the time, now wife, would be wearing my jersey and they're shouting stuff at her. Or my in-laws are coming to games and they're shouting comments. I'm like, man, like this is just like messing up my brand. But I just wasn't, you know, I talked to my agent. I was like, man, should I just blow it up? And it was like, no, let's just be the bigger person. And I just, I did that. Gee, I don't want to, I don't want to go viral with this. I really don't. But a few dudes that came on here, off record, on record, and has said what they've said or how they felt about number three. When you play this game, when you go through this journey, it's all about the brothers. It's all about the brotherhood. And when it's all said and done, he he got a lot of making up to do. He got a lot of phone calls to make. A lot of, hey, bro, I, I should have done better with that. And that's the mm -hmm. God honest truth. Mm -hmm. I couldn't hold that in. I, I couldn't hold that inside, but he got a lot of making up to do. So on a serious note, he he has. I hope to. he does. So why don't you Why don't you think he ever? Why don't you think he ever? Because you said you kept waiting. You kept waiting. You sent him text messages. Why don't you think he ever came out and went to bat and said, "No, you didn't do it." Is it because? He thinks you really did, or he knows you didn't, but didn't want to clear your name. Uh, you don't know. You know, you, like, you don't know. No, I, I, I do. I, I, I do know, and I, he knows because we talked. We talked about it, and he told me over the recent years that he believes me, and you know, and that's kind of how I'm like. Now I'm okay with it. Like, not that I need any any public ap apology. Live your life, but just like knowing man to man, like that's that's not me, man. But look, if you just look at just I, I don't want to make this about him or, or or any of that, but just go look at the timeline of his life and see if you can put some dots together. And that's it. I mean, I don't want to put words in his mouth or or anything, but you know. Well Thank you for addressing that. Now, let me lift this podcast back up right now. Hey, let's, hey, everybody me, take me, a sip of water. Take a sip of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It had to get real for a second. And, and here we go. Back. Okay. <laughs> you mentioned Go Balls, and all I can think about is, first of all, you are the king of yak. I tell you that. You are king of, oh, my goodness, did that just happen? But you mentioned Go Ball in the only game that you and I drove to the stadium together was a Monday night football game. And in that game, it was against the Green Bay Packers. I want you to take <laughs> us into the huddle. Tell us what's talked about in the huddle. Tell us what happens when you go out there. And then you run that go route and take it from there. <laughs> okay, so... First of all, the game shouldn't have been that close. First of all, it really should. Anyway, you got it. it, it, it should it, it should not have been that close. Um, <laughs> anyway, so first things first, 
people don't even know that I scored two touchdowns that game, two. Uh, but they only remember the Hail Mary. But anyway, so the play before the Hail Mary was a play that was designed. We had their number, and, you know, it was supposed to come to me, but Sydney was going to be right behind me, and they completely did not cover Sydney. And, and me wanting to be the hero, I jump up to try to one-hand it, and it, I kind of get it, it deflects or whatever, and it's incompletion. And Sydney is just sitting in the background, wide open, just like all he has to do is just body it up in this like game blouses is over. <laughs> and so like, and we talked about it on the sideline, and I'm like, oh man, I just lost the game. <laughs> A play later, the next play we call our Hail Mary play. Okay. I'm on the backside. So Russ is actually supposed to roll out to my side and Chris Martin's side. And we are the shortest receivers on the field probably <laughs> at that time. So it's not supposed to go to us. Russell rolls out to the three-man side, and then he throws it back across the field to us. And I'm like, I, you know, I don't know what happened. I think, you know, divine intervention or something. But Sam Shields is in the way. It's the last play of the game. Boom. Get out of here. <laughs> and I just, I jump, I jump, and it's in our hands. And it's in my hands. I think it might have been in someone else's hand in the air as we peaked. But as we came down, I got my hands on it and just fought and fought. And fault. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. You talking about a, a burnout? It was a burnout, and I just kept my hands on that ball, just as much as anyone else did, um, to the point where I don't know what's happening. And then, I, you know, I I hear our fans scream, and I'm like, oh, they called it a tutty, <laughs> and that's game. And honestly, that night my life completely changed between the Cowboys game and that night and the interview that I had. But I think Lisa Salter's my life completely changed, and now I feel like I'll ever, forever be remembered in NFL. So what the hell would a Packers fa- fan say right now? First of all, we had an OPI. <laughs> what would they say? OPI. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when you look at the pl- replay, non-biasedly speaking, Buddy Hands was all over the ball. Mm-hmm. The, the number 40, the dude with the dreads. Mm-hmm. So you hear right here, right now, saying you have more control of the ball than the Packers defender. I say I had just as much of the ball as he did. Okay. Hey, and the hey, Tigers are receivers. You heard it from Look, the man himself. Go, no, but I just, Look. Golden, I don't know if you remember this, but again, we rode to the game together. You and I left the game after all your interviews and all that stuff. We get in the car. And I ask you, man, because I was on the other side. I mean, I'm on the other side of the field, so I can't really see. I said, mm-hmm. I said, Golden, did you catch that? And guess what he said? What is What the refs call? <laughs> and you <laughs> and I never talked hey, about it again. The refs call this. <laughs> they call this. And the refs call this. Hey. It and was then we this. got the real refs back. <laughs> the, the real refs back. came back. Go ahead, Golden. But the, but, but, but the truth is, like, obviously there was questions – that moment and after that moment and NFL came back and said like that was a correct call it was oh, it, okay. in my in my in my opinion it was no different than in baseball when the 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 uh 
the defender catches the ball at the same time the guy's hitting the runner's hitting first base. Ty mm-hmm. goes to the runner. Ty goes mm-hmm. to the receiver. Um, so that's why I think I had just as much as the ball as as anyone else did, and and I fought like crazy uh, at the bottom of that pile for a long time. And I I, tr- I truly believe I caught just as much as whoever else had their hands on it. And you say your life changed. What changed? I just I I became a household name between between ah. that that play right there. I mean Vegas probably either loved me or hated hated me because <laughs> the swing was had to be absurd. But yeah. uh, between that play and the Sean Lee hit that I had had weeks Ooh, prior or a few weeks after, I forgot about that one. That's when I became. That's like it was one of those. Okay, well Golden Tate has entered the chat. Okay, and like that's when that Showtime name. Okay, he's kind of living up to that Showtime name um, mm-hmm. a little bit, and so but between those, that's when my career took off, and and the next thing you know, I, I was consi- I felt like I was consistently making a wild play, mm-hmm. um, and especially on especially on primetime TV, and especially against some St. Louis Rams, I felt like I was making some plays. I don't see Coach Carroll get mad too often, but he was pissed off to you about that play. <laughs> Coach Coach Carroll was mad. Coach, oh, oh Pete, yeah. Pete was hot. Oh, oh no, 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 no! Wait, no, you no, just no. you just said earlier in the oh, show yeah. that Pete don't really Pete don't get mad. He was mad about that one. Oh, he go go go! He was yeah. he was mad mad. Go, yeah, yeah. You talking go, about you, you talking about to, the uh, St. Louis game where where? Oh yeah, yeah. He was so, wild, man, man. I didn't realize I, I didn't realize I had so many I had so many stories, y'all. <laughs> Ooh, y'all take me down memory lane. I'm about to come out of retirement. Uh, look, so look, Janoris, Janoris, you know, you know how it is against your uh, rivals, you know, in, in division. There's just there's a lot of talking. Okay, so we're in the road, and Janoris Jenkins is just talking all game long, and I just ain't really had too many opportunities. Like I'm shut you down, I'm shut you down, blah 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 blah, and then finally I get a go ball, and I time that thing up, and I jump, catch it. He hits the ground. And I just, I don't know what got into me. I started acting a fool. And I'm just like having fun, like, bye-bye, jokes on you, bye-bye. You know, barely score, get pushed out by Rodney McLeod. Um, and I get to the sideline. It's late in the game. I think it's like late third quarter, fourth quarter. Like, it, that kind of gives us the edge. I'm thinking, I just kind of won the game. I get to the sideline. And, oh, Pete Carroll, that gun. <laughs> oh, he dug into me, bro. <laughs> I don't remember what he said because I was like, in my mom, like, I'm like, what? I just scored. Mm-mm. I just scored. It, it ain't like the touchdown got taken, taken back. I'm going to get the five. We, yep. You know, we're going to kick the field goal for what, five yards back to you, whatever. We're going to be good. Man, he got into me. Yeah, and he addressed it the following day in the team meeting. Mm-hmm. Pete, Pete addressed mm-hmm. it, called Golden out in front of everybody. Ooh. Hey, this some bullet. We don't do mm-hmm. this. Hey, act like you've been there before. Mm. Coach Carroll don't get mad, but when he does, yeah, I remember. <laughs> it's over some stuff like that. Oh, you going? I wish I had it on camera. And I, I remember, I remember. Uh, GT said, uh, "No, Red said after he heard that, he said, Pete talking about act like you've been there to go." I said, "Shit, my boy go over that, but act like he ain't never going back." <laughs> <laughs> I almost lost it. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the stuff that gets said in the back of that mean room, what did you say in the team meeting? What were you saying that? I, w- I was kind of front third, 
you know, I was probably like fifth or sixth uh, row on the left, on okay. the left with all the receivers. You know, you know, Pete, Pete was he he let you have personality, but he he kind of he, he tried to control you a little bit. He tried to control you a little bit. I remember one time I, I walked into the meeting, uh, like I don't know, with some red sweats or something like that, a red hoodie, and then he pulled me out to the side like, "Hey, GT, like, look around. Everybody's got a Seahawks gear on. Like, you should be wearing Seahawks gear." And I'm like, and I'm look, looking at my mind. I'm like, "Well, Chris Clemens got on not Seahawks gear. All these other guys don't have Seahawks gear, and but you telling me I need to wear it." And I was like, "Okay, whatever." So I, I wore it, but he he liked it. He tried to control you a little bit. So, Golden, you talked earlier about your maturity level. Young, immature, dumb. What's your message to a young up-and-coming receiver as far as figuring it out earlier rather than later? Man, look, you don't know how many opportunities you're going to have. You don't know when it's going to be taken away from you for, for whatever reason, whether it's in God's plans or, you know, in, injuries or whatever it might So just look. I know we all think and wish and hope we can play this game forever, but one day you will not be able to play this game, unfortunately. And so my heart goes out to people who make one mistake, like like Henry Ruggs, man. Golly, that crushes me, man. One just mistake just completely changed the trajectory of his entire life, and his legacy, and, and even his family. So I'm I'm just I'm thankful that God had grace on me and let me make mistake after mistake mm -hmm. and it didn't just get taken away from me because I very easily could have been out of the league hurt uh mm -hmm. just as quickly as anyone else so I'm, I'm super thankful but just like enjoy this moment um and a young guy I would one thing I wish I would have done is I wish I would have journaled more I wish I would have mm -hmm. wrote written down certain feelings and experiences the big and the minor ones are just like oh this is what I was thinking like and this situation and this, you know, conversation I'm having with a veteran, like, you know, I, I can't remember too many of the conversations I had with Dion Brent and TJ Hushmanzada. Uh, you know, I remember a lot of good times with Sidney Rice and Marshawn, but I can't remember too many of those. Like, I remember they used to make me feel good, but I couldn't remember the details of them. And so just take it, take it all in because like one day, like my these stories I'm telling y'all, this was just like this was just life for us. That was that was my life every day, you know. And now, like I tell people who di who didn't play football or fans or my kids, I'm like, damn, that's a cool story, man. And like there could, there could be so many more of those if I just had taken a step back mm -hmm. to like really look for a perspective. So I, that's one thing I would say, and just man, like figure out the game within the game, y'all. It's more than just playing playing football. Um, it's taking care of your body. It's it's getting your sleep. It's you know practicing hard. And and I think I succeeded at being a yak king because y'all remember in practice, I was trying out these moves. I was like my knees yeah. probably wouldn't you know they were young and my feet probably hurt a little bit. But I was trying to stop on the go in practice mm -hmm. and trying to train my body. And I think that's why maybe I I was able to have a. a, a more healthy career so man just take just take it all in enjoy it but realize how like blessed and fortunate we are to play a sport and have a and my last thing I'll, I'll finish up with is, as far as like telling young guys remember like like it's this thing is more than football 
if you look oh, at yeah. if you do it the right way. One, it's yeah. going to open doors for corporations and and all types of people that you never would have had access to without football. And remember, football don't owe you nothing when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. But figure out a godly like how can you have a like how can you help God's kingdom? Because I truly wish I would have done a better job when I was younger. And now I, I get angry at myself that, man, I could have done, God gave me so much talent. And there were so many times where I could have like, you know, spread his kingdom and, and spoke, spoke about him and, 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 and shared my testimony and I didn't. And so like, just do that, do that. And so, I mean, that's kind of a lot. So those are yeah. kind of the, the highlights I would say. Golden, one of the things that I talk about often, and I need you to help me out with this, a lot of times when guys leave the Seahawks organization, especially during that era, a lot of people don't go on to be more successful elsewhere than they were than their time with Pete. You, on the mm -hmm. other hand, I always bring you up, you had great success after you left Seattle. So what was it that you took away from Seattle that helped you the rest of your career? Cause you was balling, man. What mm -hmm. did you do? What mm -hmm. recipe did you take with you? Well, for one, like being in Seattle, it taught you how to win and it taught you how to expect to win and not to hope to win. And like when I got to Detroit, it was like, man, they were coming off a bunch of bad seasons. I mean, playoffs, what's playoffs? We don't do playoffs here pretty much. And so, <laughs> you know, I, I came into that organization kind of, you know, you, you, your self-belief is so high that you felt like, I felt like I was going to be the reason why we were going to get on that up and do all these amazing things. It's just pure being naive and stupid, which it keeps popping up. Um, and I got there and it was just completely different, man. I mean, the, the city, the organization, the scouting department, and it got better over the years. But one thing Seattle did very well is like everyone was connected. We all moved in a, in a line. Like we were all connected and it's not, it's not that way a, a lot of places, places, but what I took, I knew, I just knew how to win and I expected to win. And my mentality was a little bit different. And also my self-belief, like I just knew I could ball. And I knew all, if I had a chance and if I, could, I, I would always tell myself, man, if I could have as many passes as AB got thrown to him, I'd be doing the same thing, if not more, you know, because I was, you know, my first two years in Detroit, I had, you know, 1300 yards and maybe right at a, 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 a thousand yards had 93 catches 99 catches and you know all my all my my yards was coming catching it at five to seven yards <clears throat> and running for it and so just the self-belief man i just well, it, it was weird it was weird every game i will go in with like this self-doubt like man I, i'm really not that good like i should be doing this like i'm not that good but then after that first play or after that first tackle, a switch will go off and my mentality like, nah, bro, you was that dude. You were that dude. Can't nobody touch you out here, bro. And it was a self-belief that I had that that helped me for my entire career because there were guys that were drafted. I was like, damn, this dude can run. He can get in out of his breaks. He's tall. He's like a he's like a, a created receiver. Like he 
man, he's for sure going to take my, my, my job, but consistent, like, could he consistently make the play when it was need to be made? When, when it was Monday night football, fourth quarter, time to make something happen. Come find me. Mm-hmm. I want, I want the action. Come find me. And, and, and if you look at my career, like I made plays on primetime TV over and over and over again. And it's something I took pride in. And it was nothing that I really even did. It just, I just, it was like that light. I just migrated to it. And thank God I did. It, it, it did. And, you know, just, it worked out for me. And Golden, I hate to stay on this, like this negative track, but I never experienced this as a player. But take us into the moment when you get that phone call and it's, hey, Golden, we're trading you. You play well, make the Pro Bowl a thousand yards. And now you trading me. What is that conversation like? Who calling you and and what you feeling during that moment? Man, I got traded on my uh, on the off day. Got traded on the off day, man. Like Friday? Yeah, how you get fired on your day off? Yeah, right. It was on a it was Tuesday. I was coming from the doctor. I was leaving the doctor to do something, and I get a call from Bob Quinn, who's GM at the time, the Detroit Lions, and they had just offered me a contract like three, four days prior to that, and it was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not. No, no. You can pull this. You're almost thirty, but I have not been hurt. I played every single game of my of the four and a half years I've been here. So that's not flying. And I, I'm on pace to get a thousand yards again. Anyways. Um, hey, Golden, he, you know, this Bob Quinn, I uh, hope all's well. Um, I just wanted to call and let you know that uh, we're going to, we're going to trade you to the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles have just won a Super Bowl the year before. Um, my instant reaction, because we were not in it. We, we weren't going to the playoffs. We were done pretty much. And, you know, Whatever. My 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 instant reaction was like, Hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> but then as I but then as I but then as I travel, like as I get in my car and I get over that initial surprise, it kinda of threw me off. I start driving and like now I'm just looking at the streets different. I'm like, damn, this is about to be the last time I'm in Detroit. Like, this is the last time I am about to see Ford Field as a home guy. Um but again, being traded is no joke, dog. The show must go on. I'm traded. I'm on a flight that night. I'm in Philly doing a presser. And thankfully, Philly was coming off the, uh, a game in London. So you always follow with a, with a bye week. So I had time. My wife had time. with We, we had London and she was pregnant again to you know pack up. I got to go and start studying and trying to get ahead of it. But it all happened so, so quickly, man. And, um, you know, I, you know, we, we, we made a run, but like, man, I didn't have time to think about, dang, I didn't get to say, say bye to, to Stafford and, and all my other homies and my position coach. It just, it just happens. Like thinking, I mean, people who don't play sports, can you imagine just going to work every single day before, in my case, four and a half years and showing up to work one day and say, Hey, we're going to transfer you to our branch in New York. And you're going to start pretty much tomorrow. Uh, we'll help you move your family and stuff. But effectively, immediately, here's your fight. You're working mm-hmm. tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. can you imagine? Like, oh, yeah. uh, what? Yep. What do I do? And so, thankfully, I have a superhero wife who was just able to boss it. And I was able to just focus on the football part. She focused on the hard stuff of moving, boxing stuff up, getting stuff. And it just, 
it, we did it. But I know, it's hard to trade it, man. Learn the offense and stuff. I'm, yeah. Gold, I'm glad you bring that up because I know a lot of people think, oh, it can't be that hard. You got money and money and money. Help, take us into like how the money, it, it ain't even the money. Like you just said, you gave the example. You're here one day and you got to go way out here the next. Is there, is it kind of, are you kind of hurt a little bit? Are you kind of in your feelings a little bit when this thing happens? I know it's hard, but is there a kind of a feeling of like, man, they, why they don't want me type feeling? Right. It's, yeah. Yeah. You always, we always deal with emotion. I mean, we're just emotional humans. And so, yeah, when you slow down enough to think about it, it's like, yeah, it, it hurts. But I told myself, like, this is a business. It's, gonna, it's a business when they sign me. It's a business when they release me. They don't owe me anything. I don't owe them anything but like, you know, working hard and producing the best I can. And so, like, it made sense. Like, look, they knew they couldn't pay me in my, my contract year. So we're having a down year. So might as well trade and get something. It's actually a really nice move for Detroit to do that. It made, mm-hmm. So it made sense. Um, so I didn't have too much of a problem with that part. It's just all the other stuff we are so we're, we're creatures of routine like having the same breakfast and having the, the, my coffee a particular way taking the same route to school or work how you you know brushing your teeth all we're just creatures of routine and that was completely shaken up now i'm in a new city where i gotta figure out where my locker is how to get to the facility now i gotta i gotta build this camaraderie as a receiver with the quarterback very, very quickly, but the show was still going. We're in the middle of the season. We have pretty essentially five days into the next game. Mm-hmm. And so, like, now I'm trying to juggle all of this, and it's just uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. But we believe we can do it, everything. So we just we try to figure it out and do it the best we possibly can. And, you know, statistically, I was a very unimpressive time in Philadelphia, but I did help when it mattered. And Philly paid you, right? Then they Mm-mm. who paid those New, New York, York, New York, New York that paid you. New York came back and paid me, man, for a four-year deal uh, for thirty-six million, I think, or something like that. And I played two years after of of those uh, of that contract, and that was pretty much it. And you talking about some bitterness, boy? Oof. Well, Don't wait, ask questions. So, so take me through it, GT. What you mean by bitterness? Right? I'm gonna go ahead and do it for you. I remember watching the game. I, I was remember, I remember watching Golden during that moment when he looked in the camera and said, "Throw me the." What you say? Throw me the damn ball. Yes. I, yes. I was remember watching. I was like, "Oh, that's how you feel." Let them know, then, Golden. Yes, man. You, so you, you, you what, did what you, you did my, you did my job. <laughs> Take us through that bitterness. <laughs> yeah. So I get to New York and I'm excited, big city, and you know I'm I'm, I'm pumped, and you know I have Schuler and you know uh, who, you, who your quarterback. So we have Eli Manning, who was you know they think he's on his last leg, and they just traded. Odell Beckham away and brought me in. Okay. And like, okay. yeah, I believe I can hold it down, but Odell is generational <laughs> talent, dog. Like it's just like so now the media, yeah. the New York media just they are they're vicious. They're vicious. <laughs> they're vicious. And so they were like, we just brought in that 30-year-old. He's nothing compared to Odell. And you know, I'm like, I'm gonna do my best. And so I have a decent year. 
my first year, and then they fire the head coach and they bring in Joe Judge, a descendant Ooh. of Bill Belichick. Belichick. And so I just dealt with that same type of person in Detroit when I brought Matt Patricia in, who was a descendant of Bill, Bill Belichick. Belichick. And so I'm like, here we go again. And so, and it's COVID year on top of that. And so I, my last year was COVID year, unfortunately, but. And then we have Jason Garrett, who had just been fired from the Cowboys mm-hmm. because he underperformed with extraordinary talent year in and year out. <laughs> <laughs> and say how you feel, go to so, say how you feel. Man, Keep look, going, brother. Look, I'm telling y'all. And so I'm like, okay, so it's my second year, and we as receivers are dropping like flies. I mean, I'm talking about Shep is out, Evan Ingram is out at some point, Saquon is out. Uh Darius Slayton is battling hammies, but he's a second-year player, and I'm like, okay, it's it, I can tolerate I can tolerate no stats in winning, and I can I can tolerate I, I can tolerate mm-hmm. eating, but losing, but I can't tolerate both of them. I can't I can't tolerate <laughs> not getting the ball and losing. That's that's no that ain't that ain't no. fly that ain't fly. <laughs> And I'm looking at my career, like what I've done at this point for the last 10 years, like I'm a playmaker. I'm still known as the Yak King. However, I'm a little hesitant because I just, they're moving me to the slot at this point. And I'm worried when it comes to new quarterback, rookie quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, because mm-hmm. typically it takes, it's a learning curve to read defenses and stuff. And so I'm like, I'm in a, you know, and I'm coming out for Stafford where I'm, I'm one step out, ball's there. Mm-hmm. That guy slides, and I'm running out, and I'm I'm in New York, where I'm coming out my break two three steps, catching the ball. I don't have time to make to make a move, and so it's it's this whole big debacle. And you know, I still stay positive. I'm still a leader on the team, and I was at my boiling point that game that you mentioned earlier against Tampa Bay. They're not feeding me the ball. We don't even have receivers, and they throw it to me in the fourth quarter when they're what it felt like we're desperate mm-hmm. to make something happen. I make a big play, a big first down. They throw it to me again, make another big first down. I'm like, you didn't even see the first time. I look at our sideline during COVID year, throw me the effing ball. Throw me the ball. And then uh, next thing you know, we get down to the red zone and Dane Jones delivers a beautiful pass. And again, I stop, pop, catch it, get my feet down. And I'm just like, we could have maybe won this game a long time ago if y'all just would have, fed it to me and so like i looked at the camera frustrated dog and i say throw me the damn ball throw me the damn ball now y'all didn't get the app y'all didn't get the aftermath of this okay so there was that's that's strike one versus me and and joe judge eyes strike two is we get into the locker room after we lose the game and i'm like it's like the trade deadline i'm like look if y'all not gonna lose use me trade me Mm. Trade me. I'm saying that out loud and like, mm. so I'm like, hey, GT, chill, bro, chill. I'm like, nah, bro, if y'all not going to use me, like, trade me. Like, just let me go somewhere. I got a lot of gas in the tank. I'm still, I, I can perform. And y'all just gave me a few chances to make something happen. So I strike two, strike three. My wife is going ham on social media. You know how Lisa is. She, she is, she's going ham on social media, but she, but she's being smart about it. And so that's strike three. And, Next thing you know, Monday morning come, I'm pissed because I don't, you know, I'm I'm mad. I'm still mad. Uh, and I get a call from uh, someone at the the Giants. Hey, Coach Joe, uh, Joe wants to see you. Can you just come up here whenever? I'm like, heck yeah, finally. He's gonna <laughs> see the value, and I'm gonna like, he's gonna like 
feed me and like know that I can help this team because I just made some spectacular plays to give us a chance last night. Mm-hmm. He get in there and he just is like, he points out all three of these things and that's how we do things. And like, what I want you to do is like, I want you to, you know, you're, you're not playing this week. Not playing this week. I just want you to go home. I just want you to go home and get your mind right and come back next week and get ready to play. I'm like, what, what, what did I really do? Uh, so I, I, you know, I'm like confused. I go call my agent and I'm like, so he's going to not have me come in to practice all week and have immediate like ask questions, blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. they reconsider that, Hey, well, we want you to come in and practice and run scout team all week. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm your 10, but I'm like, I'm going to put my pride aside. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to eat. I'm going to go crazy. And so I go out there and torch the defense <laughs> on scout team and was like spinning the ball, looking at him like, yeah, now you see. And like the receiver coach like, that's what I'm talking about, GT. All the receivers like, that's what I'm talking about, GT. And so I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right, well, there's a chance I'm going to play. But we're playing the Washington Commanders, and they are garbo. They're garbo. <laughs> and so he ended up not dressing me. And I'm sitting at the crib, and, and you know, I'm like, this is unreal. And so I – that was kind of, that's when I kind of knew it's the end of the road for me in New York. Right. And that was it. So slow down. Let's go back a little bit. Rewind, rewind, rewind. And mm-hmm. no moment, Golden, did you say, I need to go talk to the offensive coordinator, the head coach, the quarterback, in a peaceful manner to try to get me the ball more? Did you, did you take that approach with him? Did you like go to him like, hey, let's try to do this, get me fed? Or did you just go to throw me the damn ball? Come on now, you know me better than that, man. I've been, I've been, the whole year, I've been like hinting at it. And I've been, you know, uh, okay. I would, when they would throw me the ball, I would make a play and I'd be sitting up there and it was like, I felt like they was ignoring me. Like it was to the point where I would make a play in film and like somebody else make a play is a like, good, good, good play, so-and-so, uh, Jason Gear. But when I make a play, it kind of skipped right over. So I'd be in the background saying, hey, good, nice play, GT. And like, just it felt it felt a little personal. So like, and I've been I had I had conversations, and I told him like, I hey, how can I help the team? I want to help the team. I believe I can help yeah. the team win. Yeah. Um, and then another week had passed by, and I just go in the room and I don't say nothing. But like people, I feel like a lot of people in my situation would have been the snap, like been yeah. the snap. But I yeah. I tried to keep it professional, and I really don't think it's that big of a deal to look in the camera and say throw me the ball. Hmm. And like, mm. go look at the film. You see me open, open, open. And so, I was looked. I was a little better. And so, you know, that was the end of my essentially career, really. Because after that, I, you know, I was like, okay, I'm cut. But now I'm gonna get to go. I'm not chasing money. I'm gonna get to go somewhere like Green Bay or hopefully back to Seattle. Well, no, I know I'm going back to Seattle at that point. Um, <laughs> somewhere <laughs> where I can help win and, and, why you, and like why get, you think get you another ring. Man, stop asking stupid questions. You are very bad. <laughs> So I stopped on gasoline on the fire, bro. Um, so uh, I'm like, I'm going to go somewhere and like get, get a chance to win. And I just never got a call. I got a call from Jacksonville and I turned them down. It's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. And then I got called by the Titans. I'm like, well, this is perfect. God loves me more than he loves everyone. I'm going to Titans. I'm going I'm to end my career there. They're number one seed. AJ Brown's hurt. Julio Jones is hurt. Remember, bro, they didn't take me off practice squad. I'm like, what? And so that. that was kind of a wrap. And then here I am. There I am playing pickleball, golf, and being a dad. Yeah, so that's what you're doing these days? Your golf game. You've always been a golfer. How's your golf game, bro? 
man, golf pissed me off. I told the people I was playing with today, man, <laughs> golf is stupid. I don't know why anyone plays it. I hate it. I'm not playing until Friday. It pissed me off, man, because I, I just I play bad. There's so much time and money, and I just don't see production. So, I go. Hey, we're gonna let you go. We're gonna let you go with this, man. With that journey, you just took us on. The ups, the downs, the in betweens. If you could sum it up, bro, how would you describe Golden Tate's NFL career? Mm, that's a good question. I've never had someone ask me that question. Um, I would sum my career up with, I mean, it was blissful. It was, it was exciting. It was fun. It was the NFL opened up many, many doors and, and afforded me many, many relationships that I will forever, forever value. And I'm so thankful that God chose me to put on that journey. And I'm, you know, wish I would have handled it better. But my career is, I wonder how I didn't get hurt and how it all kind of timed out so perfectly. How to win the Super Bowl, your contract here. Then get get the bag, and then get another and, and be afforded another bag when the average was like two point seven five years for an NFL guy, and I was able to be drafted in the second round, earn a, a big contract, earn another contract. And I'm just I'm so thankful that I was able to do that, and I look back now and like wonder like, God, why why me? Like why did you bless me? Because I wasn't the hardest worker. I just certainly didn't deserve it, but. I had a blast in my career, man, and I owe football. Football don't owe me anything. I owe football. Yeah, we 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 can't let them go without at least a little bit of lightning round. Let's go. Lightning round. Lightning round is when I ask you. I'll give you a player's name, and then you give us less than five seconds explanation of that player. You ready? Or, or what you sure. thought about him? Here we go. Uh, let's start off with uh, Richard Sherman. Um, vocal confident um, it's smart really smart Cam Chancellor thank you smart Um, bone crushing and Megatron I just I think about what he did to him in the game in in Detroit so bone crushing KJ Wright ooh quiet Ain't nobody quiet. But, what you talking about? Ain't nobody quiet. KJ, he, 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 he take quiet. that personal. He was quiet, <laughs> you man. You no. take that personal. You, you stayed. You just, it's, I was in the offense side, but you stayed in your lane. And, but we always could count on you to be, to make the tackle. We always could count on you to be where you're supposed to be. We, we could, no matter if we wanted you to plug the run or go out and cut cover, you was going to find a way to make it pop off. But you had you had a compass, but you had to really listen for it. You had to listen to it. It was like little subtle stuff. Like some people like <laughs> flaunt their confidence. It was like little stuff under my breath, and like you better be listening. <laughs> Here we go, Kippy Brown. Oh shit! Kippy, uh, and by the way, if you're duh, listening, Kippy Kippy was their wide receiver coach. Yeah, <laughs> milk dud. Uh, man, uh, shoot. Ooh, Kip Kippy. Uh, he. He's funny. He's funny, <laughs> but he loved his guy. And he made it very clear that I'm going to coach 
as long as this group of guys are playing, I'm a coach as long as I can. We knew he was near the end, but forever grateful for him and the patience that he showed for me and the love that he gave me and the tough love that he gave me. When I was wrong, he made me know I was wrong. But he also let, let me know, look, you're wrong, you're dead wrong, you're brilliant, but I love you. All right, I got one. David Strickland. Strick. <laughs> Strick. Strick. Oh, Strick. Strick is a loyal listener, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strick, Strick is a loyal he, listener. He is. He is. But see, but see I, it was, it's hard for me to speak on the trainer guys because I tried to avoid. I, I was trying to avoid the right. trainers by all <laughs> means possible. I did not want to be in there. I did not want to couple in the trainer room. So I, I didn't have as many, but I, I remember him just – He's witty. He was he was witty, and he yep. was also real with you. Um, and and I, I appreciate it. And he, yeah, and, and, and it might not you might you might not want to hear what he's gonna say. And so when you say be honest, you better be open to like him being brutally honest. That's that's straight. Yeah, that's yeah. that's straight. Mo Kelly. Mm-hmm. Mo Kelly. Oh man, hey, I tell you what I think about Mo Kelly. RNS, and y'all can figure out what that okay. means. Well, we got but you. We got you. Mo Kelly is to to me one of the realest dudes. Him and Ek were two of the realest dudes out there. They gonna mm. keep it a buck with you. They they gonna love you hard. They gonna give you everything they possibly can give you professionally, but uh, also emotionally. They gonna have your back. Uh, at times when you probably don't even deserve to have your back like mm-hmm. had. Like it's just they mm-hmm. gonna they gonna hold you down, dog. And I just remember spending numbers of days in Mo Kelly's office talking about all types of stuff, football stuff, like relationship stuff, financial stuff, what it's like to be uh, a person of color, Mm -hmm. uh, what you need to look out for with just all types of stuff. Because he was like, it was almost like he was like a player. He felt like a player. (laughs) Marshawn? Oh, man. Another another real one, real one. I love what I love about Marshawn is that it don't matter where he is, he gonna be himself. I don't care. Did he did, did he show up to the uh, White House in like a reflector jogging suit or something? Or he didn't. He, he showed us somewhere. I don't even Marshawn. Was, was, was Marshawn Marsha didn't go to the White House. Didn't go. Well, I don't think or, he went okay, to the well, White he, House. It was somewhere. It was somewhere. <laughs> maybe it was a ring ceremony. We all dressed up nice. He wore like a reflector outfit, but no matter where he is, he is going to be loud and proud of who he is and where he is. And if you think, if if you think Marshawn is not bright or smart, then that means mm-hmm. you dumb mm-hmm. because that man got knowledge, dog, knowledge. And so he took me under his ring and I, man, I, I need to come back on another episode. <laughs> Uh, but he took me under his ring, man, uh, under his wing, and took care of me, man. We used to spend a lot of time talking about real stuff, uh, drinking Patrinacy, <laughs> uh, Patron and Hennessy, y'all. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I'll tell y'all a story, but it's, I can't tell. It's, I can't tell y'all a story. Uh, but yeah, just hey, good hey, people, good people. Hey, man. Golden. Hey, bro. Thank you so much, bro, for sharing your journey with us. That was um, that was amazing, bro. I know the fans appreciate. It. I personally appreciated it. And, uh, bro, anytime you want to come back on, let us know. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I appreciate y'all, man. It's, it takes me down memory lane listening to <laughs> some of the boys talk and, and just seeing yeah. 
the connection we had, man, it makes me miss it. So thank you all so much for having me. So, and uh, I hope I hope the people like it. Yeah, yeah. Make sure everyone, make sure y'all like, subscribe. Thank y'all for joining us. And remember, if you go do something, make sure you do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Golden, you, hey man, you was good, Shit. bro. Good lord. God, damn. Man, y'all had me telling stories I ain't never really told before, too. Bro. I know you had three strikes. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. This man had three man, strikes. I hope I ain't in the news. I hope I ain't in the news. <laughs>